Coming up on Locked On, Bearcats, Mason Madsen has entered the transfer portal. What does it mean for the Bearcats offseason as it is just beginning? Plus, the Bearcats men's basketball program used to be arguably the most consistent program amongst mid-major programs in the country. But some have overtaken the Bearcats for that status since then. And the Bearcats and the American Athletic Conference, why the relationship and the affiliation makes it unfair and takes the fun out of what college sports should be. It's all coming up on Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What a day it is going to be today. The first round of the NCAA tournament getting underway today. The first game on the docket begins at 12:15. It will be Colorado State and Michigan. From Indianapolis, a 6-11 matchup in the South region. As we look at the 16 games that will get underway today, Colorado State and Michigan. First round game from Indianapolis, Mountain West regular season champions, or I'm sorry, Mountain West participant rather, Colorado State, Mountain West member Colorado State going up against Big Ten member Michigan. 12-15 on CBS from Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. The winner of that game will take on Tennessee and Longwood. That's a 14-3 matchup. That gets underway after Colorado and Michigan State, another first-round game in the South region. So that's going to be a lot of fun. St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all our Irish friends, whether it be in South Bend, Dublin, Ireland, you name it. I know Dayton, Ohio's got a big celebration for St. Patrick's Day, Cincinnati, Hopefully does two. I'm sure they do. Chicago does. It's going to be a lot of it is. It's a great holiday. It's a festive holiday. It's a fun holiday. And um, enjoy and enjoy the fact that you get NCAA tournament games on St. Patrick's Day. First day of the tournament on St. Patrick's Day. Nothing better. Um, the Bearcats, they are in the news. Of course, Mason Madsen has entered the transfer portal for the second straight year i'm led to believe after what he posted on twitter um in the last 24 hours i am led to believe that he is not coming back this is not this is not a case like last year where there was a you know the possible where, where his entry into the transfer portal was largely due to the um wrongdoings of john brannon towards the players uh, within the program. Mason Madsen averaged 3.9 points per game, 1.3 rebounds per game, shot the ball 38 or 38.4% from the floor, 36.3 from three, only attempted six free throws all season, made three, played 11 and a half minutes per game, played in 30 games, started one. Mason Madsen saying on Twitter, um, this morning regarding his entry into the transfer portal. If I can pull it up here, I know it's been retweeted. 
by Justin Williams, my go-to source for Bearcats news. Maybe your, hopefully your go-to source is this Locked On Bearcats podcast. Um, Mason Madsen entered the transfer portal yesterday morning. He said in Twitter in part, when one door closes, another opens. I truly want to thank the people of Cincinnati for embracing me the way that they did. It just wasn't in the cards. There is no doubt in my mind that Coach Miller is the right guy for the job. Thankful for the friendships I'll have forever. Mason Madsen, a shooting guard, played two years for Cincinnati. Really liked his uh, shooting abilities. Um, there were these spurts where Mason Madsen would just have these games where he made four of nine, like four of nine, four of five from three. Um, this obviously is a big loss because you were hoping when he committed, when he first committed, when John Brandon was still here, that this was going to usher in this new, this new era of Bearcats basketball, up tempo, um, a lot more scoring. A lot more pace, a lot faster pace, and that just has not happened. Mason Madsen um, was going to be a part of that. You know, John Brennan always talked about the first available good shot. Mason Madsen was uh, hopefully going to be a prime example of that. He just wasn't. But this is not a bad thing if you're Cincinnati, and I mean no disrespect towards Mason, towards Mason Madsen here. But what the Bearcats need is a guard that can do more than just shoot threes. They need a guard that can drive to the rim like a Justin Jennifer. Justin Jennifer could shoot threes. At one point in the 2018-2019 season, he was shooting close to 50% from beyond the arc. That's unheard of. I mean, that's Steph Curry-esque. So, Justin Jennifer, though, could do a lot more than that. He could drive to the rim. He could take on the toughest um, opposing players. His charge against UConn in the home game of 2019 saved the Bearcats in that game. Justin Jennifer was bigger than his than his height. That is what I wanted to see. Mason Madsen could shoot, and that's great. He kept the Bearcats in a lot of games the last two years with his shooting. But the problem was that's all he could do. Cincinnati needs more versatility at its guards. They have David DeJulius. Justin Williams rode last night in the athletic. The Bearcats need to get a more versatile guard to play alongside him. David the Julius cannot keep doing it all. David the Julius needs to be a ball handler and a distributor. If you want him to score, fine. I David the Julius can do a lot of things. He needs someone to compliment him, though. He needs someone like a Justin Jennifer. Kane Broom and Justin Jennifer were so good together. Or let me actually let me take that back because Kane Broom didn't really start a whole lot, even though I even though I said at one point he should have. That's a story for another day. Justin Jennifer and Keith Williams. Keith Williams, a sophomore year, he elevated himself because Keith Williams could do a lot of things. He was a a prime example of someone that could shoot really well, shoot the ball well, someone that could drive to the rim, an athletic point guard. Justin Jennifer was athletic too. David the Julius is. Mason Madsen wasn't wasn't that athletic. If you can get someone, whether it be in the transfer portal, whether you're banking on one, one of your incoming recruits, to be someone like Keith Williams and make David the Julius like Justin Jennifer, this pro this this backcourt is going to be much better. Micah Adams Woods is a great shooter. He can't compliment David the Julius. That's the problem. Everybody on this team last year could do a lot of good things. The problem is they didn't complement each other. They didn't play together. 
So Mason Madsen entering the transfer portal sucks. I wish him all the best. I truly do. I hope wherever he goes, he can carve out a nice role. But the problem is, but the thing is, this is good because now you can focus on, okay, realizing, hey, what makes Bearcats basketball great? It's when we have players who complement each other. When we have more than one player in a particular area of the court, like our backcourt, that can do multiple things. Score, shoot, drive, dish the ball out. That's what you need. Jennifer was so good at that. Jaron Cumberland was so good at that. That's why Jaron Cumberland, Justin Jennifer, and Keith Williams, when those three were in the same backcourt, they were, at times, electric. That's why in 2018, when you had Jaron Cumberland, Kane Broom, Justin Jennifer, um, Gary Clark as a stretch four, Kyle Washington could stretch, could step outside and shoot threes. That's what made that team so great. They could all do so many different things. This team wasn't like that. So hopefully you can go out and get someone who can do more than just shoot threes. The Bearcats shot a lot of threes because that was they didn't have an identity. They were not big enough. They weren't physical enough to drive to the rim like they used to be in the last few years in McCronin's tenure and maybe the first year under John Brennan. This this program has severely dropped off. Wes Miller understands what this program is all about, and that's what gives you the hope that he can restore that. But he just he just does not have the players. It's like Zach Taylor in his first season with the Bengals. He just did not have the players to do what he wanted to, to do. What he and Brian Callahan wanted to do offensively. Now they have them because they done they did a tremendous job in the draft. They did a tremendous job. You know, Lou Anarumo did a tremendous job with the defense. The Bengals now have the guys on offense, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, to do what they want to do offensively. They want to throw the ball all over the field. The Bearcats want to be a physical team, takes it to the rim, um, plays, plays physical, can do a lot of things. They don't have that right now. Micah Adams-Woods, whenever he drives into the paint, it's like he gets lost it's like he's going it's it's like he's going into a cornfield Mike Adams Woods um if he can bulk up a little bit more which he has I mean maybe there's something there and you hope that he can play an integral role in his last season with this team but th- this program is just the recruits that are coming in just are not the players we're used to seeing and you hope that w- with Wes Miller and his understanding of the program He's going to be able to recruit those kinds of players again. Because the Bearcats, over the last 30 years, which a program's identity is built over an era. And although the Bearcats won titles in 61 and 62, that was such a short snapshot of time. The identity of this program was built under Bob Huggins. And the Bearcats established themselves as one of the more consistent programs in the country. But the last really three years, especially two, some teams have really overtaken them. When you look at what they've accomplished, I'll get to that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I got to tell you about Stat Hero. Because I love and I hate those buzzer beaters. I love Luke May. See, I'm using my Tar Heels experience. 
I love Luke, my fandom as a Tar Heels fan growing up. I love Luke May in 2017, but I hated Chris Jenkins in 2016. The drama, but oh, the pain when you were on the other side of it. I felt it. That's what happened in the 2016 National Championship game. The ecstasy was the 2017 Elite Eight for me. I needed this to happen. Luke made a hit that buzzer beater, and he did. I needed North Carolina to inbound the ball, or guard the inbounder, rather, in the 2016 National Championship. It didn't happen. But Stat Heroes NCAA single-game pickums pissed the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You can take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest way, easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. A simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So, for instance, tonight, you can take OJ Ogjabi from Kansas. Sorry if I mispronounced that name. OJ Ogjabi from Kansas. Kansas plays tonight against Texas Southern. You can take Oscar Shibway from Kentucky. They play tonight. Um, and you can say, this is why I'm taking this lineup. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on this St. Patrick's Day of 2022. First day of the NCAA tournament. So many games to get to today. I mentioned Michigan, Colorado State, and... um, um, excuse me, Tennessee and Longwood. You also got a really interesting set of games in Indianapolis um, on the night session. Murray State and San Francisco. When was the last time we saw two mid-major teams square off in the first round of the tournament? As a 7-10, that's going to be wild. And I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And then you have Kentucky playing... Um, St. Peter's following that game from Indianapolis. So four really interesting games from Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis today. I am really looking forward to seeing Murray State in San Francisco and the possibility of a Murray State-Kentucky second-round matchup. So the Bearcats, um, they've been, over over the course of the last 30 years, a consistent program. And it's interesting because when John Brandon was hired, it felt like the start of something new. There was a lot of positive vibes and energy 
in that introductory press conference room. I was there for that day. I remember the energy that John Brandon was bringing. I remember his, you know, nonchalantness um, at times showing through, his, you know, joking abilities, just, you know, his understanding of what this program was about, being a Cincinnati, uh, Northern Kentucky native. And I was really hopeful for what the, the season was going to hold. And ultimately, for any team, the season ended prematurely. But throughout that season, there were a lot of struggles. And there was a lot of things that happened off the court. John Brennan's father wasn't well. There was Jaron Cumberland, his nagging injuries, his, his hip injury, then his foot injury, then his heel injury, and whatever else was going on. There was um, players leaving. Jay Sorolla was Jay Sorolla left during the season. Um, uh, Trevor Moore left during the season. There was um, Chris McNeil struggles. There was a lot going on. There were, but then there were some positives. But you go back to when John Brandon was hired, and while it did feel like the start of something new, it was the end of an era. Bob Huggins built this program into the identity that we know it as today. Rough and tough. Physical. And the teams just succumb to the Bearcats' physicality and the pressure that they bring every single possession. I mean, the Bearcats used to just mentally destroy teams like that. So there's that. Then, and that ha- and then Mick Cronin comes in and tries to rebuild the program. Perfect fit. Coached under Bob Huggins, went to Murray State and was wildly successful there. Comes back to Cincinnati. Within five years, they're back in the NCAA tournament, and that started a stretch of nine straight NCAA tournament appearances. Mick Cronin was never Bob Huggins, but he was Mick Cronin, but he was Bob Huggins 1.A, 1A, if you will. While he never had the success that Bob Huggins did have, then again, then again, Bob Huggins, after making the Final Four in 1992, only made the Sweet 16 three more times over the next 13 years. Four consecutive second-round exits from 97 through 2000. Some first-round exits would follow after 2001. 2002, they lost in the second round. 2003, they lost in the first round. In 2005, his last season, they lost in the second round to Kentucky. So there is something to be said that Mick Cronin, despite despite only making one Sweet 16 with the Bearcats, had just as much success at Cincinnati as Bob Huggins did. Maybe not just as much, but certainly had a lot of success. He was Bob Huggins 1A. But the Bearcats have been a, a far cry, a distant memory over the last three years. You know, the Bearcats formula, you can say what you want. It didn't work in March. It worked in the regular season. How you get to March is you have to win enough games in the regular season. And they did. Mick Cronin was also dealt a bad hand going to a conference that, quite frankly, wasn't very good outside of his last two years at Cincinnati. 2018-2019. It was terrible in 2017. Only two teams from that conference made the tournament. 2016, you had more teams. UConn, Temple made the tournament. SMU was ineligible. They likely would have made it had they not. 2015, you had... Um, Cincinnati, SMU, 
I think you had another team in there. 2014, you had multiple teams. It's fallen off. It's fallen off as a conference. And ever since McCronin left, so many teams who in the shadows of Cincinnati, because you lived in this bubble of Bearcats basketball because it was so unique, you lived in this shadow or other teams around the country, mid-major programs were having immense success. Gonzaga's made the tournament every year since 1999. Now, they are one of the best programs in the country. Gonzaga consistently churns out, brings in five-star recruits. They don't miss a beat. Now, part of that is Mark Few has built the identity of that program. Mark Few is as synonymous with Gonzaga as any player, John Stockton, that has come through that program. Gonzaga, they are now a blue blood, and they play in a mid-major conference. Look at programs like St. Mary's that's made the tournament multiple years. Belmont has made multiple NCAA tournaments since they became a Division I program. Murray State has been to 18 NCAA tournaments since the 90s, since 1999, I believe. 18 NCAA tournaments. I don't know if it's actually, I don't know if it's since the 90s, but they've been to 18 NCAA tournaments. Now we're seeing all these consistent programs, and the Bearcats aren't there. You're realizing how much you miss that. Other programs are now taking over. Cincinnati is the most consistent program in the country. John Rothstein is the same. Mick Cronin, more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday. You might not miss the lack of success in March. But you certainly miss the um, success in the regular season that got you to March, and you got to experience the anticipation leading up to your team playing in a March Madness game. And let me tell you, going into this NCAA tournament, it sucks not having your team in the tournament. Like, I had to pick a team to root for. Like, I can't get excited for, you know... There's a lot of things that I did my first two years, like study your opponent, um, get excited for the game, you know, get tickets and these reservations here. And and you feel like the NCAA tournament feels like it's something larger than life. It feels like it's something, you know, when it only comes around once a year, you feel like it's so special. It's like an entire season's worth of basketball. You forget that the regular season even happened and you are not a part of that. It sucks. It sucks. All right, when we come back, um, I, I've touched on this before, but I've got more thoughts on the Bearcats and their relationship and affiliation with the American Athletic Conference. I'll get to that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar because this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right thanks to Built Bar. Almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these because they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You can go to Bilt.com and scroll down through the macros chart, and you'll be blown away when you see that Bilt Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, grams of net carbs each, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories around that, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens 
of net carbs. At Bill Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. You can go to Bill.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bill.com. All right, so I've told you about um, how you can fuel your brain and how you can fuel your body. But, you know, now that you've done that and now that you have done that, you can start thinking about your wagers and your bets with betonline.net because it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. Betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And once again, thank you for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank here with you on the St. Patrick's Day of 2022 first round of the NCAA tournament getting underway today. I've mentioned the games that are taking place in Indianapolis, which I cannot wait for, especially if you if you pay attention to um if you pay attention to those who are um commentating the games like I do. And I, I'm sure some of you do. Um Kevin Harlan, uh, his crew will be calling the game, the games in Indianapolis. Um always they always do a fantastic job. Kevin Harlan um, out after Jim Nance, Kevin Harlan is the best March Madness announcer that there is. Um, so you've got the Indianapolis region today. Excuse me. By the way, Kentucky and St. Peter's will be at seven ten. Saint uh, San Francisco and Murray State will be at uh, following that game. But there are other regions getting underway today, too, or other um, one of the eight first-round and second-round locations getting underway today. So you've got the Indianapolis region. Well, you also have the Buffalo. I'm sorry, the Indianapolis uh, slate of games. You also have the Midwest region action getting underway in Buffalo. Another great set of games here. Another great set of games. By the way, the um, commentating crews... Um, Kevin Harlan, his color analyst, if I can find it, Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, Dan Bonner, and Dana. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Kevin Harlan from Indianapolis. Uh, excuse me. Um, from Indianapolis, it is, uh, Ian Eagle, Jim Spanarkel, and Jamie Erdahl. Excuse me. I butchered that completely. I am sorry. Um, other first one games, Buffalo, New York, your commentating crew for that team will be Brad Nestler, Brendan Haywood, Evan Washburn. Love those guys. Um, got South Dakota State and Providence at 1240 on True TV. That is a 13-4 matchup in the Midwest region. That is followed by Richmond and Iowa, a 5-12 matchup. Iowa is hot. If you want to talk about a trendy Final Four pick, Iowa is that team. And I know I'm, I'm supposed to get to the Bearcats and the American Athletic Conference and their relationship and affiliation, um, both of them. But this is the NCAA tournament. I mean, this is my favorite time of year. Um, although now with the Bengals, I mean, now the Bengals can, are, have gone to the Super Bowl. Maybe the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl is my favorite time of year too. Excuse me. 
So you got the prop, you got the Buffalo um, four games in Buffalo today. That continues tonight um, in the West region. A five twelve matchup between UConn and New Mexico State at six fifty on TNT, and then at or immediate or following that game, twenty seven to thirty minutes after will be. Vermont and Arkansas, 13-4 matchup. So two, um, 5-12, 13-4. So, so all 5-12 or 13-4 games, two of each. Those are really those are some really good matchups there. Um, the boy uh the Portland uh window of games gets underway at 145 on TNT. It'll be Memphis and Boise State. Your commentating crew for that one will be Andrew Catalan, Steve Lapis. Uh both those guys I've met. Awesome. Andy Katz, another guy I've met, tremendous, um, very all very personable. So that's a 9A matchup out in Portland. Following that game, the overall number one seed, Gonzaga, will take on 16-seeded Georgia State. Gonzaga is 26-3 coming into the NCAA tournament. So uh, Portland games continue tonight. Indiana and St. Mary's, a 12-5 matchup on TBS. And that will be followed by Akron and UCLA, a 13-4 matchup also on TBS. The other region getting underway today is the Fort or the other city of games, Fort Worth. And we'll start at 2 on TBS. Norfolk State taking on Baylor. Number one seeded Baylor, 26-6, reigning national champions against Norfolk State. Fort Worth games. Called by Brian Anderson, Jim Jackson, and Ali LaForce. I have met Ali LaForce, another very, very, um, n- another nice uh, member of the sportscast industry. She is incredibly nice, very personable, very um, approachable. Um, Norfolk State and Baylor. That is followed by Marquette and North Carolina 9A matchup. This is in the East region. And then it will continue tonight in the Midwest region. Number nine, Creighton, and number eight, San Diego State, 727 on True TV. And they will conclude with Texas Southern and Kansas, a 16-1 matchup. There's your slate of games for today. All right. Memphis playing today, 145 on TNT. That's in the uh, West region out in Portland against Boise State. Happy for Memphis that they made it to the NCAA tournament. Well-deserved, got better and better as the season wore on, beat Houston twice, made a good run in the AAC tournament. What I don't like, though, what I don't like is the Bearcats' affiliation with the American Athletic Conference. Go back to football season. And the Bearcats barely beat Navy. Did not look great against Tulane. Look, Did not look great against Tulsa. And they got more of an indictment for that than Alabama did losing to Texas A&M. Alabama lost to Texas A&M. Bad loss on the road. Backup quarterback was in at the end of the game. And Alabama just got a little blip. They were still number two in the initial playoff rankings. They were, a matter of fact, they weren't even considered to be anywhere lower than two. Alabama just got number two for being Alabama sucks. Like, the Bearcats beat Navy by seven. They were number two in the country in the AP poll. The AP voters, though, recognized, hey, the Bearcats played Navy. Navy runs a unique option or unique offense. Hard to stop. That shortens the game. Time of possession is a little more lopsided than in other games. 
But it's unfair that it's like that. It's not fun. Everyone wanted to talk about the Bearcats' potential to make the college football playoff. I was all in on it. But you know what else? In the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? If they lose one game or if they don't blow every team out, they're going to get knocked for that. They're going to get an, an indictment for that. Do you know how do you know how bad that is? How much that sucks when that happens? When that is your team? It takes the fun out of college football. Look at all the teams that made the playoff this year. All three teams had one loss. Michigan loses to Michigan State. Devastating loss. And yet, if you're a Michigan fan, you're like, all right, let's just win out. We still have a chance. If the Bearcats had lost to Navy or Notre Dame, the season would have been over. Done. Finito. That shouldn't be right. Why do Power 5 teams get to lose, get to, you know, still be in the hunt after they lose a game? Or in some cases, after you lose two games, ahem, Ohio State in 2017. And if you lose one game in the AAC, you're just, uh, you're you're done. You're done. Yeah. Well, that's not right. That's not fair. That's why the playoff needs to expand it. But the American Athletic Conference is that. The Bearcats in the American Athletic Conference is more of an indictment and more of something that's used against them than it is for the good. I said throughout this whole basketball season, if Cincinnati was in a Power 5 conference, the the Big 12, which is where they're going, they would have been in contention for the NCAA tournament up until they lost their second-round game. That is, I believe, a fact. Look at some of the teams that are playing in the NCAA tournament tonight and their records or those who received that large bits. Arkansas was 25-8. and eight. You may not get in if you have that record in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, Indiana was 20-13. was twenty and 13. Not that much better than Cincinnati, and yet they're in. Creighton was 22-11. and 11. Not that much better than Cincinnati. They're in. Marquette was 19-12. and 12. Only one more win than Cincinnati. They're in. These are all at-large bids, by the way. Um, Memphis was 21 and 10, not that much better than Cincinnati. Actually, they, they were a little bit better in terms of record. Michigan was 17 and 14 and they're in Bearcats lost one more game and won one more game. Only lost one more game and won one more game than Michigan. This is solely on being in the American athletic conference. That's why I believe the Bearcats will get back to their tournament days once they move to the Big 12. I am a firm believer in that because you will get more benefit of the doubt. Michigan could go from unranked to number two in the country. You can't do that in the American Athletic Conference. If you expand the playoff, though, the conference, they still might get their, you know, people might still turn their noses at them. But at least they'll have a shot to play in the playoff. Forget about rankings. I mean, you see teams every year in the NCAA tournament that are unranked that still find a way to do some damage in the NCAA tournament. UCLA was a miracle shot away from playing double overtime against Gonzaga in the Final Four last year. They weren't ranked. Um, You look at... USC, I don't think, was ranked. Oregon State was not ranked. They were a 12 seed, and they were a couple minutes away from the Final Four last year, too. 
March gives everybody a chance. College basketball gives everybody a chance. College football, it is all about the Blue Bloods. And if you, and if you are in a mid-major conference like the American, tough bleep. It shouldn't be that way, though. It's unfair. It takes the fun out of it. You lose one game in the SEC, now it's like, okay, we have to win every game. Your margin for error, you have more margin for error in a Power 5 conference. You don't have a lot, but you do have more margin for error. I mean, there have been one-loss teams over the years that haven't gotten into the playoff. Ohio State had one loss. They missed the playoff. TCU and Baylor both had one loss one year. They didn't make the playoff. So it can't happen. Um, So it, it just... I mean, Memphis had one loss in 2019. They weren't even remotely considered. It's like you're playing for championships and hey, what can you do with them? Go to a New Year's Six Bowl that maybe a million people will watch? Man, that's where we are. And it sucks. You know what else sucks? Tomorrow is the anniversary of a dark day in Bearcats men's basketball history. But it's... I, I want to... I, I'm curious how people view this day four years later. I'm curious. Does it still sting you? Does it, you know, do you not think about it as much with the state that the men's basketball program is in? I don't know. But I'm going to play around with it tomorrow. Four years to the day. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Of course, we have loads of NCAA tournament games tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college, excuse me, football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever you, excuse me again, get your podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy the first round of the NCAA tournament, first full day of games. I cannot wait. I'll be at work all day, but I will still know what's going on. And until I talk to you tomorrow, I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great St. Patrick's Day and first NCAA, first full day of NCAA tournament day.